As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, Marcus is uh, unhappy about these Super Bowl accommodations, but we're going to press on. With- unhappy is an understatement. <laughs> I'm considering not going. Tell your team not to be, tell your team not to make the Super Bowl then. You'd yeah, be all freed up. To, man, I'm about, I just got I just got over being sick. I'm about to rejigger that joker right Ooh, back up. That RSV about to kick in. Yeah, I'm I about got to, the damn cold again. I just kicked this cold like a month ago and I'm sick again. Shoot, I'm nervous about what I'm gonna catch at my hotel. <laughs> so if y'all could hook a brother up Super Bowl week, call Marcus Thompson up, hook him up. He's, he wants a better room than what he's got because it's it's not it's not the best. I'll just say it that way. <laughs> they could you could do better. You hey, yeah. So better. I was I was I was saying this on the radio out here, and uh, no, it was in Sacramento. I was on with Sacramento, and they were like Super Bowl. I'm like, man, I don't even want to go. And I, and I but I dropped the name at a hotel, and it was like. Yeah, thanks for crapping on one of our sponsors. I was like, oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Oops. <laughs> what are the chances, right? What are the chances? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Our man, Waz Lambray, joins us. He's back. He's back. He left us, Marcus, for greener pastures. Man, I literally miss Waz. Like, I literally miss Waz. That's crazy, <laughs> you know, right? You know, appreciate like, appreciate the words. Right. Obviously, I miss you guys too. I mean, the pastures were greener. They wasn't that much greener though. I mean, <laughs> if we talk about green, green, it wasn't that much greener. Go on now. We don't want these people. They just they just wasn't brown, huh? <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. We don't want the people tapping the pockets. You yeah, know, were, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back greener. with you guys. <laughs> man, so good to see you, man. And you know, we got a lot to talk about. Um, what did I want to start? Oh, you know. Hey, was he ducking with- us? Has he been ducking us? Is that what Waz been no, doing? No, Waz ain't been ducking us. Nah, I've never ducked. You don't duck, Waz. You don't duck, huh? All right. Nah, I don't, how, I don't know how to duck. <laughs> I know where you can learn. I know where you can learn how to duck from. Right. I can't speak to it. Nah, why are you... Why are you perpetrating, Marcus, on the beginning of the joint? Man, Waz, I saw that y'all talked about this, so it was a good place to start today. Um, I don't know. I I want to I want to hear what you said though about. Let's start with. I, I'm I'm curious what y'all think about this this debate in the in the NBA about the offense. I I have a take on it, but I hate I hate hot takery, but mm-hmm. I have one if you want it. Sure. Um, um, you know, but let me hear what y'all think about, you know, all these explosion and scores. I was at the MB game when he scored 70, and I watched the Luka game when he scored 73. So whatever y'all think, I'm interested. I'd like to know what you think. Good, bad, no big deal? I mean, to me, we've been going in this direction for a while, and it's a combination of a couple of things. I think... Obviously, teams are smarter about what's the most efficient ways to score. And so they go about hunting those things. Um, For instance, the three-point shot, three-point fouls, like the way that guys and teams just relentlessly hunt 
that play and outcome. I I think that plays a major factor, obviously with Harden and, you know, even Embiid to a certain extent, uh, they've gotten so much smarter about just drawing contact. And as soon as they get touched doing the shooting motion thing, they've just gotten way smarter at it. And I think the last part about it, that's most important that I think these guys deserve the credit for. These dudes are just more skilled. Like, these dudes are better shooters, legitimately. Um, They have a better understanding of, you know, how to create angles, and they're better ball handlers. Like, they're more skilled than ever before, and this affords them the ability to make opportunities for themselves. So I think it's, a like, a sort of team-wide understanding about the best ways to manufacture good offense and the players are just as skilled as ever. Yeah. I don't like it at all. It's, you know what? I actually like it. You know what it is? It's not so impressive anymore. Right. It doesn't look impressive. And I don't mean like, obviously 73 is impressive, but when you're watching it, it doesn't feel so unique. I remember when Kobe scored 81, like I left that game at halftime. Because the Warriors, what? that's what they used to do. The, yeah, they used to do the day-night doubleheader. It was Warriors-Clippers for the 12 o'clock game. Right. And and so I was like, man, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, was like it was like Lakers-Raptors, I'm out. Right, so I right, get to the right. hotel room, I turn on TV, and it's going crazy. And I'm right. like, and so I immediately called my wife and was like, I just left the greatest sport event of my time. Like, I just literally left it. Like, I, left it. I was watching it half. It was like half time. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. But I remember watching that, and the riveting part was there was a bit of doubt about whether Kobe would score. Right. Like they yeah. were triple team, and they were trying. Like, right, right, right. They yeah. were, like it was like, how will he do this? Can he right. pull it off? Every bucket felt intense. I'm watching Luca with 65. And they still ain't doubling him. And they They ain't doubling him. They still ain't doubling him. I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) I'm watching this like, of course he's getting 73. I'm like, he might get 100. There is no impediment. There was no. So it's like, yeah, if you keep giving a dude the same step back, yeah, he's going to feel it and he's going to go crazy. But I think. I think first off, what was what you're saying is absolutely true. These dudes are so skilled that the difficulty is now easy. Like, mm-hmm. remember how just incredible like a fadeaway used to look. Like you would go <laughs> to the park and practice that day. You know what I'm saying? Back to the be like, oh man, it looks so hard. Now they do it from three. You know what right. I'm saying? Like now, yeah. now they do it off one foot. So they're so right. skilled and almost like. That ain't that hard. Like I could do it, but right. then like the defense, like like was like you said, all you gotta do is touch them. There's no like the difficulty has been robbed. So to me, when I watch it, it's like, yeah, if you just, it's almost like practice. It's like watching Steph in practice. It's like yo, that dude hit seventy straight, seventy three straight threes, and it's amazing because seeing that many shots go in is just amazing. Yeah. But it's not the same as watching. Barkley get fifty on the Warriors in game in a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Yeah, yes. it's like it, it, yes. it just feels easier. So I feel like we're being robbed in that sense. Here's here's what I would say. I think because I'm old now, so I view everything through the lens of an older person. I think this is ageism, and what I mean by that is the people that love offense, love the way the game is played now don't think anything that happened 20 years ago was any damn good. They think it all sucked. It was terrible. Like, how could you enjoy a 92-90 game? Like, you, 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 you know, that was terrible basketball. It was awful. How could you watch that? You watch what you're given. And when what we were given back in the day was a league that was too much about defense. There was too much defense. Now there's too much offense. Yeah. <laughs> it's just – there's the, it's out of balance. It's just out of balance. And like you said, what well, the defenses are impotent because they can't guard anybody. You can't touch anybody. Yep. I'm not talking about mugging a dude. I'm talking about just touching a dude. Like 
You can't do anything to impede the offensive progress. It literally drives me crazy. You can ride alongside of somebody who's driving with your arms out, just playing defense. And if they bump you, it's a foul on you. It's a foul on you. It's one of the craziest things of all time. (laughs) It's like, I'm literally, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm running alongside you, whistle every time. Like, not even, like, questionable. Like, you bump it too hard. It's like, if if he touch you. Remember Waz back in the day when dudes would be about to fight? And they don't really want to fight, so they say something like, "Touch me, just touch me." Yeah. Like, touch me, touch me, like yeah, touch me, again. touch me, touch me. Right? That's the NBA. They're like, "Hey, right. you better not, you touch, touch a foul." That, that's what, that's and and to like. DA's point about the sort of correction that had to be made, right? And I always bring up the. The the game that always sticks out in my mind is when Allen Houston in 1999 made the buzzer beater against the Heat in the yep. first round of the playoffs to advance. Um, that buzzer beater gave the Knicks 79 points for the game. Okay. Um, right. Teams are routinely <laughs> in the 70s at halftime now, in half the time, right? And I think that was what the... These were the outcomes they were correcting for. Now, teams routinely being in the 140 at the end of regulation, I just think that's the outcome they need to correct for, period. Like, just like we corrected for it. Look, nobody wanted to watch 77, 75 games. Like, that was... I get it. It was it? it was a rock fight. It definitely it was. was. Yeah, it was. But I think yeah. the, the, the place that we've landed in now is the opposite. And again, the fact that offensive players, your Trey Youngs, your James Hardens, your Joel Embiid, your Shea Gilgis Alexanders, um, the way that these guys are able to initiate contact, like they're initiating the contact. This isn't when, you know, <laughs> The play that I think about is like when LeBron got hit um, at the end of that Boston game last year, right, yeah, and yeah, he literally yeah. had a meltdown. Like, right, right. those are fouls. Right. Every yeah, like, there's yeah. a foul in every generation. Every generation, yeah. We're every all cool. We all understand. Like, you drag a guy's arm down on a layup. He deserves to shoot two, two free throws for for that. But some yeah. of this other stuff, man, where Harden is hooking your arm and dudes is just throwing themselves into people and flailing. It's got to be tougher than that to to earn those free throws, and I think that's the stuff that needs to be taken out. Some of the stuff yeah. with around pace and three point shooting, you can't legislate that stuff out of it, right? Correct, um, yeah. I seen Haralabab put a tweet out there, and he was like, in Kobe's eighty two point game, I think the average um, possessions per game was ninety in total, yeah. and they scored at a one hundred six per one hundred, whereas now it's a hundred per game right. and they're scoring at a 116 per 100 right. so it's right. like it, it can't be that freaking out of whack right and i think people who are watching the game if you have even any familiarity with basketball at all you recognize that something is askew when on a regular basis teams are dropping 140. yeah you know what it you know what it, the thing that makes that's always made the nba I think unique among the the team sports is that individual greatness always comes inside of a team concept. Like baseball has individual greatness separate from a team concept. You know what I mean? Like baseball is pitcher versus batter. Now one of them's on one team and one of them's on the other, but the great hitter doesn't have the help of anybody else on his team when he gets a hit, he just gets unless, a hit. Unless well, you play or for he the doesn't Astros get a hit. in 2017. No. <laughs> right, 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 right. With some exceptions, right? <laughs> right, right. But when in basketball, the individual greatness almost always has come through the team concept. Like, you couldn't, like back in the day, back, way back in the day, who was the best offensive player on the Boston Celtics? I don't know. <laughs> I got no idea. Was it Havlicek? Was it Bill Russell? Was it Sam Jones? What? I don't know. They were great because they all touched the ball. You know what I mean? And they all and they all and they fast and break. They, and so was, they had 125 possessions per. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, but it all came out of the team. Now it's just dudes getting 60. Like there was nothing that suggested team with Luca the other night. That was just Luca scoring 73 
and his team happened to win. Now, they he made some passes late in the game, but most of those points was just Luca just horsing it on people. Yeah. And so, but the, the worst team, part is the resignation, DA. It was yeah, like right, everybody right. was fine with it. Right. Was right. you used to jaw a dude who was cooking you like that. Right. Like now, no, yeah, first of all, you're getting fouled really hard. It's somebody's putting your like, ass so, on the ground, which is another thing we, we're just not allowed to see. And so what the thing is, man, these rules never really get reversed. Um, part of nope. it to me, I think. I think we need to go back to an era where it feels like there's a possibility dudes might fight. Dudes don't like each other. It's just very hard for me to see the league conceding that we need more of this tension. I like it's hard for me to see Adam Silver specifically anyway, coming in and saying, yo, um, we need to like encourage uh, this increased level of, competitive, I don't yeah. know, uh, attitudes toward, right. towards yes. each other. I've, no yeah. league has ever gone back on this. It's like, yo, like, it'd be hard It'd be hard for me to imagine the NFL being like, you know, Steve Atwater types of welcome back. Right, 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 right. And, right. and whatever, the NFL just seems to never be affected by any rule change right. or anything. Ever, ever. Doesn't matter, right? Right, right. right. Doesn't matter. Who knows? <laughs> but, like, it's hard to imagine the league would be like, all right, this thing hey, we used to do is a little Lester Hayes, come back here. Lester. Lester right, right. 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 It's hard. Right. Bring your stick up. Like, Yo, Ronnie Lott, go back to breaking people's fingers and grabbing their nuts in the pile. It's right, hard right, for right. me to see a league go back to that. But part of me thinks... This is a part of it. It's like, especially in the regular season, where it just oftentimes feel like, you know, we're just going through the motions. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember, again, I, I know, I know, I, I, I really try to, I struggle with not being the old man in the club. I really do. But like you, like you said, the regular season, I remember vividly Carl Malone busting Isaiah Thomas's head open in the regular season. <laughs> Him getting 44 stitches in the regular season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, those games meant something, you know, because to your point, there was real rivalry between teams. Those guys hated each other. And you're right. It's never going back to that under Adam Silver's leadership, which, okay, I mean, I, I get that you can't. Because of free agency, most of, more than anything else, you're just not going to have a team, have the same team for seven or eight years. It's just not going to happen. But but that's what made the rivalry so real was that hatred, like legit hatred of one another. And I want what he's got. I want to take what he's got, you know, right. and that's uh -huh. not here anymore. Nobody, they're all rich. They're all, And I'm not saying they're not competitive. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But the sense of he's got something I want to take, it's not there anymore. Or at least it's not there on any meaningful level, I don't think. I think the one of the big the part that would frustrate me if I was one of today's players is it's almost as if it's uh, essentially putting this unofficial asterisk on my greatness, right? Like uh, when we look <laughs> back on this, I mean, Jordan, we were so impressed by it because literally the Pistons would beat him up. Like, you know, the Knicks. He had to like, earn you know, those points. Yeah, it felt like, yeah, you knew it was legit, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where it's yeah. like, we don't, the league doesn't even have like a Tony Allen anymore. And that was just right. like five, yeah. six years ago. So when you, when you get like, when you get in your buckets and it's like, all right, yeah, I dropped 60. And I was like, but on who? Right. Hey, how did you, you know, say like it's so, almost like these guys are Brady Anderson, right? <laughs> Where it's, it's yes, like yes. Bad the ball right. is juiced. Right. Anybody can hit fifty home runs, right? right. right. It, it's it's, <laughs> right. it's almost getting to that point, and I really do think it's something they need to do about it because again, in the playoffs, it's a lot different. Um, no even question, the refs, yeah. they start calling it different. It's harder to earn these fouls, like. They change the freaking rules in the playoffs all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and those games obviously feel more intense and important. And, you know, you just wonder with the NBA regular season um, how they reverse that course, especially, again, like the, the season is long as hell. Yeah, and and yeah. I want to say another thing, too, um, just to get back to you guys' point about the rivalries in the regular season. I remember in 2013 – 
and 14 at the time when the when the Heat played the Spurs in the finals. And I was like, look, like obviously when the Heat play Boston, these guys all hate each other. As evidenced by Paul Pierce to this day still hating on LeBron yeah, and D Wade. He's still hating on them yes, in much. retirement. Like I'm like, <laughs> obviously those series were fun, true hatred, but I'm like, look. Nobody can deny that the Heat and the Spurs, you know, have great series and they don't have any of that hate. And, you know, I've evolved on that. I'm just like, yo, that's an outlier, honestly. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be always be more interesting when it feels like, you know, there's something a little bit more it on might the, pop off. Yeah. Than the, yeah, <laughs> right. than the actual outcome of the game, right? Like, right. there's even more juice than whatever is at stake within the individual game. And so, yeah, man, I mean, to me, it, all of these things work in concert with one another where of course these guys are extremely skilled and you know the rules of just chain like the, just the hand checking in general like the reason that they had to like get that out of the game at the time it's just it was so muddled and the works were so gummed up and Pat Riley and you know Derek Harper and that crew they just made yeah, things yeah. look so nasty no it was, bad. it was bad it was bad yes the heat and it, you know they had to do this but just to reiterate man like this offense thing is it's essentially the offensive version of that same thing. yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I want to pivot it because I know you also talked about this was um, <laughs> about Embiid skipping out on Denver again. <laughs> now I like Joel. I love duck, Embiid, man. Duck, but this goose. is starting. To, this is starting to look a little fishy to me, man. <laughs> So you know, I, 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 I hey, see. He sat out the next game though. So he I did, seen a meme. I, I seen a meme on the internet where they like. Clearly, he ducked him. Then now he has to justify the ducking by sitting out another game. And then now right. that's probably going to cost him the MVP because of the right, 65 right, right. games. Right. Um, new rule. And it's just funny. It's almost like, you know, if you've ever been playing video games with your brother or your cousin or your homeboy and you win and he's like, run it back. And it's like, no. <laughs> I'm going out on the high note. We're not running this back. <laughs> I bust your ass. Right. You, you're done. Right. You don't get right. to. No, 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 no. No backseas. It's not happening. It's hey, almost watch. like this is hey. what's happening with MB. The time where I was about to beat my dad for the first time, like I've been trying to beat my dad. I was like 13. And I could tell he realized I was about to get him because I had crossovers in. My jump was going. So he started playing bully ball, posting me up. So it was like game point. I had the ball. Yo, he fouled the hell out of me. <laughs> Took the ball, made the yeah. bucket, 
and walked off with his hand in the air and would never play me again. Would never play me again. I was, that was like, it. That was like, it. come on, we got like, he wouldn't I'd never nope. play my dad again ever. Nope. That's what he did. He's like, nope. <laughs> I, I, this is how we going out. <laughs> and it feels like Embiid is doing a version of this. He's like, yo, I, I got him. Right. So right, we right. not we're gonna end off on that narrative, <laughs> that part of the narrative. I won. Right, I'm right, one right. at home. We're not going up to Denver. I'm not dealing with the altitude. I'm not right. going to deal with the home, <laughs> the, the road fans. I won the last time I saw this guy. That's the narrative. Stamped. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's hard to not believe that, right? Like, yeah. but it would be crazier I, if he went out there and tried to play and then pulled himself, right? We'd be right, like, right, oh, right. yeah, he wanted to play. This is right. what like, he should have went that route. My knee hurt. Exactly. I'm dragging. I'm going to run 20, out there like Willis Get your 20 minutes in and then limp off the court. You know what I'm saying? That, Stare at him a little people, bit. Yeah. That's what people are crying about, though, right? It's like, oh, he wasn't in the injury report. He suited up. Right. And then was like, ah. The medical staff, the, the guy said, I don't look like I'm good to go. Ah, yeah, can't for, do it. Four straight you know? years. And they didn't even give us the obligatory. <laughs> they didn't give us the obligatory, like, look, guys, if this was the playoffs, Joel would have went today. Right, right, right. You know, right. they just really tried hey. to be like, no, he's really hurt, y'all. What makes this so wild is that before the season, Dion literally called him out to his face right? about this. Like, yeah. literally was right. like, yo, yeah. I want to see you match up against him. Like, you right? can't miss the court now. This is Dion <laughs> calling you out. You cannot miss this game. You right. know what I'm saying? This is circle like, this you, one. You, you gotta do it. Just on strip, just on the strip of everybody, everybody coming at me like I'm ducking. I can't even right. look like I'm ducking now. And, and, here's and that's the how crazy he thing. Like, it ain't like I mean Jokic might have outscored him. It ain't like Jokic was gonna kick his ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. you might have gotten outscored 25 to 17 or something like that. You know, but right. the big fail is with Embiid is like this is as great as he is, right? We would never even think this about Jokic. Like we wouldn't no. even, no. you know what no. I'm saying? Like You're right. we wouldn't no. even it wouldn't cross our minds if no. he didn't play. Like, no. if I'm a big, that's how I want to be. I want you to be like, oh, hey. Yo, it's like, like you that. know I'm coming and, yes. and and I'm going at people, period, right. no matter what. It, it, it like, and, it's, and it's not opponent dependent. I think that's kind of one of the great things about Jokic. It's just like, I have an approach to win. My approach is to win. When I'm playing Embiid, when I'm playing AD, when I'm playing whoever, I, I'm trying yeah, to win. Looney, it don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. The, like, the, the right. point of the game is to win. I'm not going to get caught up into this. Watch my team win, though. And I think that would have been the challenge for Joel to go up there. Everybody knows the challenges with the altitude and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I like I was of a mind. I, I, I don't really tend to like to go with the online sort of mob mentality of, oh, he's being a wuss, he's ducking the real MVP, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, right. but then, you know, the more you really sit and think about it, it's like, this is part of the problem that I feel. And again, I'm, I'm somebody who is, has a big belief in a new crop of stars. I think these guys are charismatic, super talented, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very interesting guys. I think they're compelling dudes. They're going to carry the league into the future. But this is part of it to me where it's just like, just recognize the moment, man. Just meet the moment sometimes. Right. Like, I understand right. logically. It's like, oh, this is just one of 82 and blah, blah, right, blah, blah, right, blah. Right. And I'm ultimately going to be judged in the playoffs and whatever. But recognize the moment, man. Understand the narrative that follows you every single day, every single postseason. And right. meet the moment. Like, like, what's so hard about that? I would, I would have, I'd be hard pressed. I'm not going to say, because I can't remember, but I'd be hard pressed to remember a game where Magic and Bird didn't play against each other. You know what I'm saying? Like that just like in the regular season. I, maybe one of them was hurt one year and they didn't play, but they would. You got to suit up for that game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, like that's just. Who else are you comparing? I feel like, to? I feel like the new generation you know I mean? is like, on that though. Like to Waz's point, I think like my aunt Edwards is suiting up, bro. Like he trying to play. Like Shay, yeah. them dudes are yes. playing. Like I do feel yes. like the new generation is. There's like, guys. Hey, no, no, absolutely. Go, yeah. Yes. It's not, yeah, it's not and universal. Edwards is a spe that's why I think people just gravitate towards the guy and he's sort of like a, a charisma bomb because early in the season they played Boston and they won. And it was like one of the early indicators that these guys were a serious team. And Ant Edwards specifically, 
He wanted to talk about how him and Jaden McDaniels ended up on switches on an island against Tatum, against Brown, and they held up. They get they got tie-ups, they got loose right. balls. They did like right. he wanted to talk specifically like that individual challenge against Tatum, this all-star, this guy that basically plays my position, this guy that, you know, a team type of team that we're chasing. I want y'all to know that I take that personally. Right. Yeah. And I was like, man, Ant Edwards is different. A lot of guys wouldn't have mentioned that. They would have just been like, oh, it's a great team win. Although Ant Edwards was like, no, I understand that people view me in the context of those kind of guys. Yeah. And I want to show that I'm <laughs> thinking about that and I'm meeting that moment. Yeah. And so, you know, to see Joel do the opposite of that is is a little, you know, it's discouraging. Hey, remember yeah. Ant was at, at playing the Warriors and he was like cooking. He had like 30 something. And him and Steph, he was checking into the game. This is like not this year, it was last year. Might have, might have even been a twenty the championship year. That dude said, "Hey, Steph, Steph, I'm about to get fifty. <laughs> 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 hey, Steph, Steph looked at him and was like, "Like you might like, right, like right. that dude is that dude is on their court, you know, so in yeah. their gym. Like, yo, I'm about to get fifty. That's what I was like. Oh, he he different, different. But yeah. I, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. they're more old guard in that sense, in, yeah, you know, than these middle ground guys are." I mean, yeah, just yeah. just think about you know again for Aunt Edwards' own teammate, right? Carl uh, Anthony Towns, who will go on a podcast and like unironically say his season, their season, by challenging Denver at all in the first round. And by the way, they lost in five games. Was actually the most impressive thing that happened. Or I'm the greatest big shooter ever. And to the point where people were like, well, you know, it took Ant getting to the team for the team to have a, a sort of focus, um, a sort yeah. of, you know, to establish a pecking order of attitudes and personalities, right? If not how the offense runs. Like, just think of, like, this guy's younger than Cat. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and I think a lot of dudes are more on the dude. Cat end of approach and understanding than the ant side of things yeah well you know that's you can tell when a guy's hella competitive you know what i mean and that's that's what i see in him even if he does it wrong he wants to win you know he's trying to figure out how do i win this game tonight right and i, I mean that. like like i'll tell you these young dudes is coming man like Halliburton is literally in. Well, the I was going to say Halliburton. Yeah. Halliburton is the is, yeah, is, is had a, another had a dude. Front row seat for that Dame time yeah. situation. Yeah. I was hey, like, wow, I was this, like, hey, this dude is this is wild. something. Yeah, right, right. No, I mean he did that against Boston and Indy to get them to Vegas. Like you could tell, like, and it was crazy. That was his first triple double, which I could not believe. Yeah, like I was stunned when they said that was his first career triple double. <laughs> you know, and so. He's another guy. So there's guys. It's not like there's no guys. There's there's Young guys. guys. It's, the, it's that middle. It's the middle children. Was it's the one? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's because again, it, and Marcus can attest that it's just talking to Steph. And even if Steph doesn't do it, he might not vocalize it in a press conference. Everybody knows that underneath, he wanted to bust Chris Paul's ass. Oh, he yeah, wanted to he's... bust every single prominent point guards ass in right. a way that was very declarative like yo i'm here i'm not coming i'm i'm here right like he was very much chasing these guys and making it yeah. obvious with the way that he would embrace those challenges those one-on-one -on -one challenges shimmy afterwards come on <laughs> like he was he made it so obvious right and again like you know, Carl tells you know Joel is him and Joel have a history which has been one sided. Joel it's hilarious, kid, by the way. Just that's destroyed this kid from the beginning. He's just just absolutely just killed him from the right. start. But it's not like you hear about. It. It's not like the next time they play the Sixers, we're gonna be like, here comes Carl Towns against Joel. This is gonna right, be right, something. Right. Whereas right, when right, Steph right. and LeBron play, everybody knows they're taking it up another level because yeah. of that. You know. That was, I, Marcus, that was as frustrated as I've ever seen Steph after a game. Bruh, like that he, dude literally ripped his jersey in half. Right? That's what I'm saying. He took like, his jersey off. He well, never he does that. <laughs> literally ripped it. In, I, mean, I mean, and look, Steph's taking some L's, too. He right, ripped his right. jersey off a January game. Like, right, right. Like, <laughs> right. He didn't rip his jersey right. after game seven in 2016. Right, right, he ripped right. his jersey because he lost to Braun yes, on a night yes. he was hot, right? He dropped right, he 46 cooking. and lost. Yes. Like, yeah, yes. that, that was that was pain. <laughs> I was I never seen him that frustrated. But that's to your point, Juan. And there's no comp. I can't think of a comp for Steph. 
but he got that quiet killer in him. Like he really, mm -hmm. he, he's that dude, but he doesn't, he doesn't express it the way most dudes I know express it one way or another. Like magic was Man, just, Steph, Steph you could just tell Matt, you know, like magic oh, was just the, the Pied Piper, right? Like everybody yeah, yeah, had yeah. to follow. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I do think it's a little magic though. It's a little like I'm a smile because I'm I'm better than you, right? Like right. <laughs> Steph, Steph is like the lady at church saying, you know, bless her heart, right? Right. Where right, somebody right, else right. might be like, you dumb. But then she cursing them out on her. She's gonna be like, bless her, <laughs> bless her heart, right? That, that's Steph, right? Like he just <laughs> I'm just you gonna should be a dad, so I'm gonna smile, but yeah. But magic but, but, so, but magic would but magic would curse him out in practice though. Yeah, he would. Him. That's the thing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah, he started pointing that finger with the tape. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. And Steph don't do, I mean, you just don't hear about Steph doing it. Maybe he does. I mean, like Luca, I mean, Luca and the whole Devin Booker thing. Yeah. Luca's like, mm -hmm. yeah, he, that, like, I mean, he was cooking Phoenix so bad and just like smiling at Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. That might be the worst, bro. Ever, like, ever Luka, since, ever since Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker showed up to that press conference, they did legitimately in that game embarrass Luke on defense. They hunted him. They sort of yeah. made him look bad on defense, and they, they might have went up 2-0 in that series. And Luca, man, to his credit, he started showing pride on defense. He's and he's like, you yeah. know what? The way these dudes were smiling and grinning right. and <laughs> having a good time at my expense in the press conference, to yeah, his credit, okay. that series, he started taking pride in his defense. And now, every time he plays Devin Booker, he's like, I, I remember, kid. And, and I'll yeah. never let you forget it. So, again, like, Luca is one of those guys that is obviously oh, yeah. hyper-competitive, too. Yeah, yeah, no. He got know? some vinegar to him, you, know? No you know? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Hey, let's get out on let's get out on this, man. We've got to talk about it because everybody's going to be talking about it the next two weeks. So, even though Marcus hates his accommodations, he's going to the Super Bowl. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that, bro. Come on, you go. figure on. something out. Come on, you go going. Waz got to give me one of his, you know, you know, Waz though, everybody. <laughs> one of his hookups. Yeah, yeah he got some hookups. Hook Come on, Waz, you got a hookup. I know you got a hookup in Cincinnati. I might know City, some man. people, man. We might be able to figure some stuff <laughs> up, stuff out <laughs> offline, especially in Vegas. All right, Marcus, are you going to write about Taylor Swift while you're there? Yeah, I don't know if they want me to write about it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Who else going to write about it? Somebody, not me. I don't know. Somebody... <laughs> Wait a minute. You wrote about Dion. You could write about Taylor Swift. It's a reason they sent me to write about Dion, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not the Taylor yeah. Swift correspondent. It's not, it's not really in my <laughs> culture. I mean, right, I would, right. and I would uh, but I feel like that's stepping on somebody else's leg. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. A, lot of, a lot of Marcus's sources tend to. You know, eat collard greens and neckbones. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of his sources tend in that. They trend in that direction. Come on, you know some Swifties. You I know you know some Swifties. Come some on. other guys, their their sources might be tuna casserole fans. Right. You know what I mean? You saying my you saying my sources skew a hue? Skew a hue. <laughs> yeah, yes. sure. Skew a hue. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who? Wait a minute. Who are we sending to write about Taylor Swift then? That's that'd be an interesting question. Like, I mean, it's not like you volunteering to me. No, hell no, hell no, no, thank you. Uh -uh. I, I ain't, I ain't. I'm not a Vegas guy. That's not my. That's not my joint. That's not my jam. It's just not me. I, was, I can't deal with it. More I mean, than I imagine three or four days. I imagine. I mean, first off, like it's gonna be who could get access because you know you're not just walking up to Taylor. So that's. I imagine what well, Diana Rossini probably got the clout to do it. Oh, maybe Jason, uh, maybe Jason Jones. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jason Jones. No, you know, Jason. Jason could do it. He writes about culture. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated. Is not the right word. I'm. It's, it's telling that y'all could, people could lose their damn minds off of somebody that's on TV for thirty seconds in a game, literally thirty seconds. Like y'all act like this is the apocalypse because they cut to a shot of her for thirty seconds in a three and a half hour football game. Like, like I just. It's, dry. it's so serious. I think so it's, it's, it's crazy. It goes unsaid. And it's hard because, you know, you got to straddle that line when, especially in our business, when we talk about fan culture, right? Yeah. Uh, because I think there is a very thin line between 
quote unquote, being a passionate fan and psychosis. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, it, fanatic, it's, right? It's, it's like where your day is literally made or broken by something having to do with a complete stranger, right? Like being in the business yeah. that we're in, yeah. we want people to really be passionate about the things that we cover. We bank on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. In a lot of ways, it pays our salary. But I think Taylor Swift and obviously people like Beyonce to a lesser extent with the Beehive, there's a real like nasty toxicity happening around Nicki Minaj and the Barbies right now online that is just woof. If you see some of that stuff, it's getting really ugly. Um, but I think a lot of the Taylor Swift stuff is is tapping into that. Uh, she does have a very cultish uh, devotion to her online and in real life, right? And I think the yeah. NFL has very smartly tapped into tapping that. Tapping into it. Own, of course they are. For their own benefit. I, you know, I, I be, I got to be honest. When I first heard about Kelsey and this Taylor Swift thing, the cynic in me, especially living out in L.A., I'm just like... This is all contrived. This is all right, just feels right. like a PR stunt. Yeah, no um, this just feels so forced and ridiculous. Um, but also, you know, part of me is like, there is something to the magic of sport and like coming to this like communal ritualistic event yeah. that can be huge sporting events like a football game i mean people can be transformed by it like i you know part of me wants to believe that taylor swift has become a genuine fan like hook yeah yeah of right, this experience right. of like big sporting events with stakes and all of this juice in it and so i'm like torn right like obviously there's just the annoying capitalistic churn of just monetize right. and just yeah, try to yeah. squeeze every dollar and click and view and eyeball out of every single freaking moment and just squeeze every penny out of everything you do like that i'm not gonna lie that kind of stuff can sometimes ground me to like a pulp man where i'm just like god yeah. this is so depressing and gross but another part of it you know again as people who work in sports like it feels like taylor swift is really been transfixed by this thing that we all love to watch and participate in right turns out right. they're just like us da <laughs> right it feels like it feels right. like what inclusivity should be like i know we mm. talk about it a lot but it's like right. I, you know I, I spent the early years of my marriage trying to get my wife hooked on nba i felt like i accomplished something but she was like you know i want to go to the game or i'm watching the yeah, game yeah. I'm like you know right. what i'm saying like yeah you watching the game where i'm not there like, right right so, right like, like i get it I, I guess i don't care enough like it's like oh there's taylor it's fine but it's, it's like fine. it doesn't harm me at all like, but i do right. like the idea of yeah. it being broadened in that sense where it's like you know, like I mean, like if you, when we there was a time where it was a big deal for J and B to be courtside mm -hmm. at, at NBA, like that was a big deal. It, yeah. it brought some validation. So I, from that perspective, like I get it. I mean, imagine there's an entire world of people who wouldn't be watching the Super Bowl or care about football, but sure. Taylor Swift is there, so they lit. Like, right? I don't know. That's these kind of cool. It's not. It's not my base. It's not. But for, I get it's not for that. Me? But intimate, yeah. yeah. I mean, we do exactly. it all the time. I don't know why it's a problem when it's Taylor, other than the NFL about to milk this thing. Low right. key, they probably could be milking it more. Like it, I, I know, agree with you. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like yes. There, yes, there could be a Taylor cast, and they probably can't get her to do it, but because right. she don't need right. to do it. But right. this thing could be od od. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if she show up, if she show up with Usher, then you know the fix. You know that's that's gonna be. I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't do that because that would really piss a lot of people off. Yeah. Halftime with Usher. Yeah, I get it. I and I don't know. I, like again, I, I I'm not somebody who's like participated with her musical output at yeah, all. It's not not like my I don't so that's okay. know. I like know some yeah, of the delicate. biggest. Slap in the car though. I've, I know well, some Marty of the used biggest. To be in the car, listen, to that. I was like, all right, I like this one. Yeah, this no, right, right, she's right. clearly. Yeah. Super like, talented. Yeah, she got talent. Sure, absolutely yeah. no doubt about it. But again, it's it's hard for me because I can be so cynical about the stuff that corporations put on screen for us. I know ninety nine point nine nine percent of it is very contrived. 
It's right. done for a yeah. reason. But and like, for why? Why does this bother people? As, right. And and like that's what I, the military doesn't like. That's right, all yeah, contrived. Right. Right. right, right. You know what I'm like, saying? Like, exactly. Like the entire exactly. thing is this, and this is like, just. Somebody, somebody with red lipstick and she's pretty. Dude, like, the, the, the national that, championship game having an F whatever bomber fly right, over. Yeah, like, right, we, right, which right, I'm like, right. bro, which is literally a machine a, that they use to game. kill people. Yes. Like, right, right, right. Like kill right. people abroad, right. like anonymously, like holy crap, like whatever. You know, you know. I, I just, again, I got to be real when – you know the the game ends and the the camera just just pans on Travis Kelsey and he's hugging his his girlfriend Taylor Swift and they share an embrace and they're just so happy and it's this Disney moment. I'm just like, I don't need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I Get love out of my football, Da. Get it care. out. Wow, well, I just right. don't you, care, man. Hey, here, <laughs> here's here's care. where I check myself. Here's where I check myself. When it was Russ in Sierra, I wasn't mad about exactly. it. Exactly. If it was Beyonce and and yeah, y'all would love this shit. Yeah, just because I'm not particularly, but it's not I like me. that That's they all. get that moment. Yeah, I like that they get that moment because I right. like it when it's mine. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. Like exactly. If, if, hey, this if, is what... if, if Halle Berry pulled up on a youngster and I'm like, hey, Halle Berry man, was dating the... J- David Justice. Ain't nobody. Yeah, she was. You know what I'm saying? It's ill too because there's just certain things that will trip me off right like again the travis kelsey you know the the jock and the the, the singer or the whatever right, right, and the, right, you know it's it, like it's a disney very, it seems it feels sort contrived. of whatever it, it feels you like know, somebody I, flipped through some folders right it was like let's pull out right. this one huh? i'm not gonna hold you this. man um when they were doing that t morant dad of the year stuff on every single nba broadcast Ooh, right, right, just right. because t morant's a black dude who shows yeah. up to his kids' games? He's somehow yeah. some superhero dad, which for me was just <laughs> tapping into this idea that black dudes don't father their kids. Yeah, and right, T. Right, Morant right, right. needs all of these. Oh my God. Did, did you see the black guy show up to his kids' game? What a miracle. I was the. That shit felt so condescending and yeah. annoying to me. This T. Morant is the dad right. of the year right. because knowing what I know about T. Morant behind the scenes, whatever, we won't even get into it. Remember it's it was annoying. his dad? Who was the other dad they would put on TV together? Who was the, uh, was, was it well, Cat's dad? I think it was Cat's dad. Remember they would do like the little well, hit with Chris Haynes together? Yeah. Like it would be like the two dads. Yeah, I think it was oh, Cat's yeah. dad. Yeah. Okay. And again, it's just this the idea, like look at this black father right. fathering. Yeah. Isn't this just uh, Christmas Cal- miracle? Calvin Hill showed up. Calvin Hill showed up at Grant's games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's this idea saying. that you know was a big deal, and then all the shit happens with John Morant, and I'm thinking to myself, like, where's his dad? <laughs> where's his dad with some fucking advice? Yeah, with some yeah. fucking help for the nonsense this kid is doing, right? right, right but you know, right. like that, it's different things that they do on the broadcast that's like quote unquote human interest that sometimes just it just grinds my gears. But you know, the yeah. Taylor Swift thing again, because it feels like she's actually enjoying Into sports yeah, in yeah. a way that you the three of us do. Yeah, you know, she's, I, like I'm, she's I'm, having fun. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, I, I gotta respect that element of yeah, it. Yeah, I can't hate on that. I can't hate on that. If she's if she's into it, and you know, again, they said five years ago, I'll never watch the NFL again because Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Well, they just had the biggest ratings in the history of the world, and they're going, and this one, this you know, they, all they had to do was fire him and blackball him, but you know, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying you know, all them cats that were like, ah, it's too woke. The NFL's oh, too woke. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the same cats hating on Taylor Swift. And the NFL's numbers are going to Saturn. You know what meanwhile, I'm she like, meanwhile she is legit impacting elections though. <laughs> she well, got she got yeah, people voting too. like crazy. That too. <laughs> that too. So yeah, right. I mean, you know, I, I, if she, yeah, uh, our producer says she's gonna. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm <laughs> trying to set me up. Political on your show. Trying to set me up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm but. with the Taylor Swift. Come on, man. Uh, I'm I'm with yeah. it. Do your thing. Uh, all, all, I, all I ask Taylor Swift is show up at the game at the, at, after the game. 
I need you to pull up with a plate wrapped in foil for Travis. That's it. That's all. We'll know it's real. <laughs> I made some for you. Come to take home. <laughs> I got a plate for you. Uh, well, with the plate, plate wrapped in foil, then you do it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! First of all, and 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 I know we're about to wrap, but you saying that, Marcus, reminded me of two things. One, um, Dirk showing up to NBA games like in his last season with literally plates wrapped in tinfoil. And I was like, oh, man, Dirk is really, he's really in it. And then two, he went on, I don't know if you guys saw this. He went on, um, he went on all the smoke with Stack Jack and Matt Barnes. And they asked him if he remembers his first celebrity crush. And could you believe that man said Little Kim and Foxy Brown? Like, people don't know how legendary Dirk is, man. Like, oh, yeah. hey, Dirk yeah. Nowitzki, man. Like, right, you Dirk, are you, one man. of the greatest yeah. ever. Hey, because he could have said a lot of black women. Dude. Luke, him, and Foxy Brown is like, right he's different, He's right, talking about something specific right there. He didn't say Vanessa Williams. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He didn't like, say Halle Berry. Like, yeah, right, man, right, right. Let's put it like this. Kill. He was ready for Dallas, Texas, y'all. Just, right, right. just know that. <laughs> <laughs> he was, that boy was ready. I am mad at Dirk. I am mad at Dirk. You, know you know how dudes have all these grandiose stories about what they would be if they weren't NFL players? I'd be a physicist. You know what my man said? He said, you know what? I'd probably be painting houses like my dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know? Like, be yeah, hella good you know at it, too. We get the top, the, no ladder. Right. <laughs> All right? One of the right? good ones, for sure. Yeah, no, we love Dirk, man. All right, y'all. Well, leave that five-star review on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Marcus, bro, if they can't leave them five stars, what they need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. I'm going to make you stay <laughs> with me at... Insert That's name of awful terrible. hotel. I'll be staying at a good hotel ball. in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>